0: The following segment is from NFL University on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's go to number two, the Detroit Lions. They've obviously got a lot of holes, too. They need a pass rusher. They lost Trey Flowers. They probably need another wide receiver, cornerback. They're kind of a wild card for me in in number two because they have Jared Goff. Dan Campbell, we saw what the Lions did last year where like they at times were better than they had any business being and and were like a legit problem and, and competitive in a way I don't think a lot of us saw coming last season. I don't think it's crazy for them to take a quarterback at number two, even in a weak class, just because it's the Lions and they know Jared Goff isn't the future. But there's obviously a a ton of different routes that could go all kinds of needs. I just think that they could be that wild card to shock everybody and take a quarterback at number two. I agree, and I'm not a
1: big Malik Willis fan, but I think it makes sense for Detroit more than it does for other teams, right? Where you have a Jared Goff there who can play immediately. Um, You can have Malik Willis grow on the bench. It seems like from a cultural fit, like everyone loves Malik, you add him with Dan Campbell like legitimately trying to like turn over the culture. And this is something KP and I had talked about all season in season. Like Campbell is like actually the culture guy that people thought like guys like Joe judge and et cetera were right. So I think it makes sense when, when you look at the cost of trading up for one of these guys, right? Like Kyle's team just traded three first round picks to move up for Trey Lance to sit him on the bench for a year. So if you're looking at the cost, like benefit analysis and you're saying, We want to take a high upside guy. We understand he cannot play early, but we don't want to pay premium picks down the line for it. Why don't we just take him now? And it's two first round picks cheaper than if we try to trade up in the future for one of these guys. We're going to have to land one of them eventually.
2: Or you bottom out again next year and you take a quarterback or maybe you bottom out next year. You're in a position where you win enough games where now the other two teams, like I'm not going to trade out because I want to see this route. I'm not going to trade out because I want to brush or whoever the quarterbacks they like. Um, yeah, it would make sense. It, I don't know if you guys watch this pro day and, and this sounds so ridiculous, but there was after the final throw, Malik Willis is jumping up and down smiling running down the field and like all of his teammates are coming around him like celebrating like I love to see that and when you're talking about culture like I feel like that translates so if I'm Detroit and I see that if I'm Dan Campbell and I see that I see how other guys come around and rally around Willis knowing his traits and yes like he's going to have some decision making issues and there are times where he fails to see routes that are, let's just say, further than twelve yards down the field. Sure, whatever. Um, there are plenty of things that he does well where you can work with. And again, if you just treat it as like a red shirt year, who like if you look at him, those guys are probably not going to fail in the NFL based on how the NFL is trending. So yeah, Detroit man, it, it, you would be hard-pressed to find a worse option than Malik Willis, and you can go a positional route, but, like, how much is a tackle really going to make Detroit better like over the next five years? Well, they can't take a tackle, right? I mean, they just well, they just got Sewell,
1: but yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, you're in a position where j- j- you're looking at the future anyway. Right. Do you, like, I don't think anyone's holding the first-year record for Dan Campbell against it either, so it's not like he's on any sort of, like, two-year hot seat or anything like that, so. If you can build around it and you're 100 percent right on the Malik Willis character stuff, like as soon as it became evident at the senior bowl that like coaches were going to love the dude, he just started getting pushed up boards immediately. And and that's really the story. It's he has a high upside. Coaches really love him. That's it. Simple as that
0: in detroit uh, i have to imagine that dan campbell's got quite a leash right now because like that roster's not good the way that it presently sits it's not gonna be competitive and i think like even if they go into next season and say they draft malik willis like they could wind up being in the same situation that they're in right now like you kind of mentioned kp like they're competitive and and it feels like they're more competitive than they should be And, and so you're just like okay that That buys Dan Campbell leeway here, and we just got to develop Malik Willis and get to next season, and then hopefully we'll have more pieces around here. You can listen to the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.